When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Gerald Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there on all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com, where V Garcia and Albert Takero, they're we're back, baby. We're back. As they're saying right now in the chat room, please be part of the conversation at Lakerholics.com. And of course, our great friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, for a little while there it was getting kind of scary because the Cleveland Cavaliers have made waves so far this season. They've had some very impressive victories on the road so far in this whole trip, and they look to make it an even better trip for themselves against the Lakers. And through three quarters, they were faring quite well. But lo and behold, the Lakers decided to go ahead and kick it up a notch in the fourth quarter as they outscored the Cleveland Cavaliers 25-16 to and closed out the fourth quarter and the game very strong with a 113-101 to victory. Still a lot to take care of as far as on the defensive end because for the first three quarters, still very suspect defensively and a lot of turnovers, especially in the first half. But you know what? They got the victory going away. Look, you know, whether people want to say that they tired out, I think it was more a situation where the Lakers really just hunkered down and played good basketball in that fourth quarter. LeBron James, excellent as always, 26 points, eight assists, seven turnovers. So we need to go ahead and work on that a little bit. Russell Westbrook, 19 points, only four turnovers, five assists and six rebounds. Anthony Davis chipped in with 15 and nine. Carmelo, another eight. As we say right here on the show, you get those one out of four from Carmelo, and this is that one out of four from Carmelo. Nine out of 12. Maybe maybe two out of four. (laughs) Maybe. We're hoping. But six out of eight from three-point area, 24 points. Excellent game from him as well. But here today to talk about the game is a returning figure from Lakerholics.com and a somewhat newly married man. And a congratulations from all of us here at the Lakerholics family in order to do so so we truly appreciate it 
It is the mastermind behind the Lakers fast break fantasy basketball team that he won. He's already got one championship in the books. Will he have another? Who knows? Especially with the big game coming up tomorrow between MU and MSU in Michigan. I wonder who he wants. Hmm. I see. Yeah, right there. His hat right there tells you it's a whole story. But it is L. Rob. L. Rob, great to have you back, my friend. I'm glad to see all as well. And you know what? Since I graduated from a high school that has the same last name, go Spartans. Thank you, Gerald. Uh, it's good to be back. So, hey, LT, and it's good to be back with Laker Nation. It's a great win today. Thank you for the well wishes on the nuptials. And, uh, yes, big game tomorrow uh, against uh, those uh, dirty Wolverines. So, looking forward <laughs> to that. But more importantly today, it was good to see the Lakers decide to play some defense for uh, at least six, seven, eight minutes. Yes. You know, as good as uh, as good as good um, the Showtime Lakers were, um, what they really choked people was with the, with the, with when they went to those really defensive spurts where they go six or seven minutes of really, really playing great defense and that triggered a fast break. And, of course, um, everyone loves the Showtime. But, you know, it is frustrating watching them you know, guys not getting back on defense off turnovers and guys, you know, not going. Um, and I know Vogel's preaching it, but, you know, you, you're trailing, you don't trail shooters, you kind of give up on screens and you do all that. And you let a team like Cleveland get comfortable scoring the ball. And then you next thing you know, you got a dog fight. So, yeah, they got a lot to work, work on early in the season, though. And uh, it's good to see them get this W we need. Good to see Melo out there. You know, draining those shots, man. He looked good. Absolutely, he did. Uh, It was tied at the half, even with all the turnovers. I think it was like 15 turnovers in the first half for the Lakers. Just very sloppy basketball. But to me, what was most disturbing, at least until that third quarter, was the defense. Like you said, something that's been a consistent theme that I've been preaching throughout the entire season so far, even though it's a very young one. I really think that there's going to be some continuous issues. But the way that they closed out the game and that fourth quarter is something that we haven't seen at all this season. So I'm very impressed by that, that they were able to finally find that gear and be able to stick to it and get enough defense to just go ahead and pull away. And that's what we need each and every time out. But here today to also talk about the game is a very happy man for once after what we saw in OKC and that debacle is a good man indeed. He's the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, no Russell Westbrook fighting the world in regards to Darius Basie taking that shot with a few seconds left. Although, you know, I don't think Russell Westbrook is the beacon of fair sports play. So I don't know if you should really get mad at that. But again, he played all right. Didn't play outstanding. AD didn't play outstanding. But you know what? They got enough from their other two top 75 all-time players. And tonight, that's all they needed. Well, I think the thing that is most rewarding about a game like tonight is we've only seen glimpses. We haven't seen complete quarters from this Lakers team, either offensively or defensively. And and I thought we I thought we saw an excellent performance in the fourth quarter, especially when we got down to that that last critical six minutes. And and what I loved was 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 seeing them run LeBron and AD pick and rolls over and over. And we got good things out of all. That's where we got our 10-point lead from it. And stops at the other end, you know. 
stringing together like five or six stops that really fuel that that break where we finally just broke a game open and, and got a comfortable lead. And fortunately, something else that we haven't done all season, managed to just nurse that lead all the way down until the, until the clock sounded and the game ended and we had a nice little victory topped off by Dwight's three-pointer. But I don't remember him getting two blocks in the first half in order to be entitled, according to LeBron, to take that three. But No, uh, he didn't have any blocks <laughs> on the game. But it was good to see, and and you know we held them to sixteen points in, in in uh, the in the fourth quarter, and and we haven't had a quarter like that. I mean, I can remember just in the last podcast, Jamie talking about how many, or I think it was Sean talking about yeah, how sure. many quarters, how many quarters so far in this young season that the Lakers have allowed thirty points or more, and almost. I mean, I was really, I was really angry that they made that last shot because I thought. This was going to be our first game of holding somebody under 100. And it's a big win for us in, in a lot of ways. I think everybody, you know, I, I think a lot of people in the world uh, overreacted from the game against, uh, you know, when we blew the 24-point lead. I don't so, know if overreaction is what I would call it. <clears throat> well, I think I, I think it's overreaction, and I think you can, you'll can you see it just based upon the response that you get from tonight's win. Um, and it's still early in the season. You know, I, I posted a, I posted a tweet that was really interesting looking at the Lakers individual players, uh, defensive ratings so far this year, the bottom three guys on our list are LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. And the numbers are like 110, 111, 114. And then, and then I think, I think that Bradley was in there with like a minus 132 or something. Well, see, that's one of the things I want to ask L. Rob on this in regards to Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, the other day, had a nice line, but he was minus 13. Today, he has not quite as eye popping out. Seven points, two for three, not not bad. But the plus 30 on the plus minus is something that sticks out because it's just a very gaudy number. Because with him out there, they played substantially better. I want to hear your thoughts on Avery Bradley. What was different? Because to me, out on the floor, it didn't seem like he was making any different kind of impact. But to me, it just seems that maybe Frank Vogel's substitutions patterns maybe helped out his game a lot more. Yeah, that's an interesting point because Avery Bradley is going to give you the same thing every day. Yeah. Um, and that's what you want. You want consistency out of your player. You know he's going to bring some intensity. You know he's going to get up in some guards. You know he's going to fight over screens. So he's going to do that every single game. And uh, he made shots both games. So what was different? Uh, he wasn't out there with Monk. He wasn't out there with Rondo. Um, you know, so uh, tightened up the rotation, got Reeves uh, more minutes. You know, Reeves, you know, he fought. And uh Stuck his nose in there. He was, you know, he was hustling. He was scrappy. But I think Avery Bradley, if he's going to make shots, he's got to be on the floor. Right. Defensive intensity, even well, though he enters and he, you know, and he probably gambles a little too much. Just the intensity will will lift up his teammates' play. Um, so I like, I like, uh, you know, I like to see him get some minutes if if he's making shots. If he's not making shots, then I don't know if you know he's not the defender he once was. Uh-huh. And that's and that's I agree with you on that because of the fact that you're right he he is not the defender I don't think he was when he was obviously an all team all all league defender actually one time but 
still he he provides enough intensity and energy at that point in time to give you somewhat. The problem is it's now more of a pick and roll game. And once he gets picked off, he, you know, he can easily get picked off because of his size. So now that that's the only thing he's still fighting through screens, as long as he's fighting through screens, he's still able to go ahead and be a, an effective defender. But if he succumbs to those pick and rolls very easily, which sometimes, well, in fact, most players in the NBA do, they just go ahead and they let those picks go. They don't fight through the picks. They just let it go and say, say okay, you got him. You're man, you're man. You got him. So yeah. as long as we continue to see that, that's going to be an issue. But if he actually can stay on the ball and hit some shots, there you go. Tom? Listen, you know, we got embarrassed last game, and we've been embarrassed at really? the defensive end for the first five games. So our coach is a defensive coach. So he's not going to take that lightly. Um, so he starts off by, you know, a film session on game day, a film session to go back and look at the things that we did wrong on defense. And then the final and the ultimate test is, you know, I mean, Frank's not going to go down without playing his game and his game is defense. So the story about this game is who played and who didn't play. You didn't see Rajon Rondo on the court. You saw Malik Monk for just five minutes. What you saw at the start who really ignited the team in, in the fourth quarter was the combination of Bradley and Reeves. They both came in and played, you know, terrific defense and, and uh, not perfect, but at the, and, and, but at the same time, you know, I think that there's a, there's an illusion that, <laughs> that I continue to hear about how great our perimeter defense was last year. Um, and yet I can remember the same people who were talking about how great our perimeter defense was last year. We're just roasting, you know, KCP and 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 uh, all of the guards, Kusta, all of the guards that we had. Last year we were a layup throw, and and we were our perimeter defense was really poor. Really, because we yes. had the number one defensive rated. Defense. Yeah, but we weren't. We hadn't. We didn't have anybody who could stop somebody from penetrating. Our defense was good because we rotated well. We had big guys. And and actually last year it was it was just that combination that we had solid defenders from top to bottom. And what's killed us this year is having two or three poor defenders on the floor at the same time. Here's the big difference. There's two types of you hear about these guys who can shoot a three and can defend. Okay. Well the question is, we all we call all of those guys three and D guys, but so only some of them are three and D guys, because a three and D guy is a guy who shoots threes better than he plays D. He can play some D, but he shoots threes better than he plays D. What we really need are D and three guys, guys who play defense best, and they can make a three. You know, and that's what we had last year. We had we had the D and three guys, and we traded them for this year for the three and D guys. They sure looked good yesterday for Washington. That's all. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's uh, once they leave LeBron. You know what they yeah, say. Yeah, but but it's always that way, you know, and it's, and again, that's only one game and we're only in five games, yeah, you know, know, and, and there's no, you know, I, I started to write an article and then I threw it away and it was like five reasons why we shouldn't panic, you know, and then you start the list, LeBron James, you know, Anthony Davis, Frank Vogel, you know, I mean, he's going to make adjustments and so forth. And then Rob Palenka, because at the trade deadline, if the Lakers 
don't haven't fixed these defensive woes or whatever woes that they particularly have, Palenka is going to pull some strings. And, and you can bet the THT and none are going to be going somewhere to bring in guys who fit better. Um, and so you, you, you've got a situation there. And then you've got an owner in Jeannie Buss who's, who I think got a little cheap this year. And, you know, and that cost us Caruso, which definitely would have helped to had had Caruso right at this moment in time. And Because he's looking good in Chicago. Him he's and looking Ball, good in Chicago. Well, him and your guy Ball. He's Lamar a solid Hill. player. Lonzo yeah. Ball, you know, they're, they're ranked real high good. defense, but again, it's early in the year, you know. Let's not let's not throw a parade for the Bulls just yet. What they yeah, no, you know, they lost they, Patrick Williams though. That that's I, I don't think it's going to be the Bulls and the Hornets in the NBA Finals. You look at the stats, and the stats are crazy, like the defensive stats. Last year we finished one oh one oh four point six, I think, defensively. This year that would rank seventeenth. <laughs> And a lot of it, their thinking is in the first few games is the lack of free throws. Everybody's defense is so much better because the refs aren't calling fouls and guys aren't going to the line. Although Harden went to line 15 times. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Harden kind of proved his own. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean. Well, you know what happened? He complained yeah, about it. He, he complained about it. And there you go. Well, what they don't realize is that James Harden's a pretty smart and crafty player. And he'll figure out now, okay, well, how do I swing it back in my favor? Oh, I know that's what? the new rule changes. Um, which yeah, I kind but, of like. So, love, so the defensive really stats like are, are crazy. That you know, that that we're if we had the hundred and eleven point eight that we have right now as our, our defensive rating at, uh, before this game tonight, we would have been you know like a number seven defense last year. <laughs> it's it's so it's again it's wait until the season gets going and and teams adjust to this new officiating and so forth and. The players then adjust. The superstars adjust to. Well, I am man. I'm not. I'm not eating at the line the way I used to. So, I got to put some new tricks in there in order to get back to the line. You know. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, let me go ahead and get it to L. Rob here in just a sec. Just want to hit you up with this. V. Garcia is talking about that. That's Avery Bradley and agreeing with you, Laker Tom, a guy who can play D and shoot some threes, not vice versa. Uh, he was also talking about the rule changes. Again, anything to help the flow of the play, uh, you know, the, just, the, just the flow of the actual game is greatly appreciated. And a lot of those lame, cheap fouls, I hope they will stay out forever of the game because it really just – you know, anytime you can go ahead and the flow is created a lot better. 
The only thing now we got to get rid of are those cheap fouls to stop fast break. Well, I Once know. That, I they're that. called that the Euro intentional fouls. Foul. Two shots. It's called a Euro two foul. Two shots in yeah. the ball, you know. Yeah. What, two shots that in needs the ball. To go. Stop that that needs to go. Yeah, that's I next. That. next. But, L. Rob, I want to hit you up with this. Obviously, a very good shooting day for the Lakers. 50, 40, 90 across the board. Very good shooting when you can get that. But the thing that sticks out to me, that's something that Laker Tom and I have noted over the past few games, is the points in the paint. And the points in the paint today was very impressive with a 60-point deal as far as points in the paint for this game, which is something that the Lakers have not been doing, taking the ball to the basket, getting those shots inside. Your thoughts on how they did to create those shots inside to go ahead and amass such a good percentage of points in the paint. Yeah, um, I think one part of it is LeBron putting his head down and getting to the rack. And uh, he was shooting a lot. He still shot a lot of threes, but he balanced it off fast. Um, he didn't have as many mid-range shots, and he got to the basket several times. So that's good. That's a good sign. He's got to attack more, like uh, LT mentioned, uh, Davis and LeBron pick and roll with money. And you got LeBron to the rack. Sometimes I think they call for that when they don't really need it. One time he had marketing and gra- guard him and he called for AD to come out and set a pick. It's like, why? You know, you just blow yeah. past him anyway. Um, but when you got LeBron, you got Russ, those guys are great at, you know, Russ was disciplined today. I don't know how many threes he took, uh, not many. Uh, he focused on really getting into the lane, attacking. Um, they got out and ran more today. So they have to do that. Yeah, you can't just. He only uh, took one three, just to let you yeah. know. Yeah, so that's that's, good. Smart. that's playing smart. So they there's no reason for them not to I mean to be getting dominated in the paint like they had some of those other games. Yeah, it, eight, eight of thirteen. Range. I'll take that every time from Russ. Yeah, uh, you know, attack. Don't settle for long shots. Mm-hmm. Same for Anthony Davis. I mean, it looks pretty when you do a little step back and you do all that stuff, but get in the paint and do some work too. Um, you know, all of those guys get get in the paint and do and 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 do some work. So. I think they just made a concerted effort to get to the paint more, even even with uh, even with your Trojan Mobley there um, playing a zone a lot in the first half. It's like, is, is he ever going to get out of the lane or what? He's just lurking He has around. been a demon on defense. Everybody's remarking yeah. right now the reason why he's the front runner for rookie of the year right now, although there's a good players right now that are playing like Scotty Barnes. Chris Duarte has been good in Indiana. Scotty Barnes, like I mentioned in Toronto, they've both been playing well. But the reason why uh, he has been above those guys is the fact that he's been contesting more shots than anyone else yeah. in the NBA. I understand he's in the key a lot, but yes, he has like his, you know, his, the, but the space this guy, that, no, actually this kid, because he's only 19, the space this kid can cover in such a short amount of time, and he's got those long arms. Is truly incredible, and it was for at least three quarters working against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he the Lakers, most of their runs were when he were actually off the court. So yeah, he's, he's a, a very impressive to me. He is a very smart player too. So yeah, that's uh, he's gonna yeah that franchise is uh, you know he's gonna do wonders for him. So they're gonna be a tough team to beat down the road. I still think it's an awkward awkward fit fitting all three seven footers because you know you don't have a natural small forward there, but. Once they figured that thing out, and you know, they, eventually, they lost the battle. They lost the battle of the boards, and they lost the battle of the paint points. Yeah, paint. I mean, well, they look totally yeah, opposite of what they, they figured the out. He's going to be the one that's. He's going to be the rock. So those other guys, Jared Allen, marketing, you know, y'all two figure it out because Mobley will be there. So, yeah. 
Well, they're that's dramatically so because the other two have the big contracts. Well, yeah, they'll I mean, find somebody that can they'll eat one of those. Go ahead. I thought, they were, I thought they looked like a very good team, though. I mean, you know, yes. it, it's funny. <laughs> we all know how much teams get up to play the Lakers, and especially when you're a team like the Cavaliers or, or you know, any of these teams that Oklahoma City, you know, that just beat us. Saw the way they reacted at that victory. That was like winning a Super Bowl. Um, but you have to admit that I'm seeing a lot of good young players and 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 some cores that make me feel like we're on, you know, we're getting close. There's in the next two or three years, there's going to be a tremendous change of changing of the guard as far as who are the elite players in the league. You know, I mean, he'll, hopefully you'll still have LeBron hanging on there and KD hanging on there, but there's a raft of young guys that are coming up very fast and looking pretty impressive. And Mobley impressed me a lot. He did. He is, he is truly going to be something special yeah. in this league. But in regards to Cleveland, somebody I was actually hoping the Lakers would trade for, and I couldn't believe I would say this two years ago, but Ricky Rubio, who played... Oh, Ricky played always very, kills me, man. Every game that I my team plays. Yeah, he played very well. He's such a stab, and, and so he's learned to shoot. shoot. He's learned to shoot like... He's like, learned to shoot, and like he plays Jason good defense. In his career. He's played good defense, and you know how good a playmaker he is. So yeah. he was somebody I was hoping that the Lakers would get. I thought Reeves did spot. a great job when they were trying to isolate him. Well, I mean, if Ricky he does go him, on a buyout, he Ricky needs took to him one on one like four or five straight possessions. Yeah. But he, if he does become a, a buyout candidate, I think yeah. the Lakers should strongly see. Well, and, Kevin and Love is the guy that they. Kevin Love is the guy that the Lakers no, are going to no, buy out. No, absolutely no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Wait and see. Wait and no. see. I, I, I understand. But I, that's, that's I mean, the M.O. these days, the way the Lakers do it, because you know, yeah. the logical thinking doesn't seem to work with the Lakers. They want to go the hard route, but Kevin Love is not the answer with the way he plays defense. Ricky yeah, Rubio yeah, at 30. And he's you know, still only think, 30. Yeah, actually, Ricky Rubio's I, I, 30, so he's really a good candidate as far as it's turned, if he becomes a buyout. No, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right, Gerald, about Love, but the problem is, is that I know it's, it's, not it's three and D really and D and three thing. The Lakers don't seem to really finally get this that Frank Vogel is not going to play guys unless they are D and three guys rather than three and D guys. I mean, he'll put them in for a little stretch here and there to you know to get hot and so forth, but but he's not going to change his spots, man. That cat is a defensive coach, and he. If you want to play for him, if you want to get a regular minutes in rotation, you're going to have to play D. And in, in a way, that's kind of good that he's really come down hard on that in only the sixth game of the season. Um, like you said, and, and like Jamie said, the defense hasn't shown up. It's shown up in little periods before, but never in a full quarter and never in a way to swing a game one way or another until tonight. Yeah. So that's the terrific big good sign for the Lakers that they did uh, but the way that it was accomplished basically was he narrowed he narrowed down the rotation to the D and three guys rather than three and D guys this is Raphael from NBA draft and you are listening to the Lakers fast break hey hoop heads we all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. 
With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Well, before we head on out, I want to go ahead and let L. Rob take the floor and some final observations for today, plus what he thinks about the next matchup for the team, which is going to be on Sunday at Staples Center. Double hit. Yeah, yeah. And just the first of that, two back-to-back games at the Staples Center with the Houston Rockets. So before we head on out, Laker Tom, and I'll send it over to you after that with what you're working on for Lakerholics.com, including your latest article, which I'll mention up here in a second. L. Rob, your thoughts on today's game, some final parting thoughts, and also what they need to do with Houston, which should be an easy game on the surface. But then again, we said that about OKC. Yeah, what, what they have to do is build on this fourth quarter, come out um, with a defensive mindset and uh, with the aggressive. I mean, the Lakers, you know, when the OKC game, they were scoring so easily um, that they didn't mind OKC scoring. You win about 20 points. It's like, but that's not championship ball. Championship ball is you want to put your throat on a team and you want to lead with a defensive effort. Vogel's a defensive coach. I know it's going to take a while for them to get all the rotations down, um, but there's no reason why they shouldn't be a better defensive team um, than they demonstrated. So I'm not as concerned with the shooting and and, and all the nice stats uh, offensively this early in the season. I just want to get, see them make the right defensive play and if they lose, you know, a team like Houston, anybody can beat you if they have a great shooting night. But make a team earn it. Don't just give give away games. So um, yeah, they should they should come in. They should you know no no reason when you got Anthony Davis, you got LeBron, you got Westbrook. Um, Bays is a very good defender. He's a smart defender. You got um, uh, you got Bradley playing now, playing well. Come in, establish a defensive mindset. Um, guys like Melo, yeah, I mean you know those guys can't get out and play defense like that. Um, so, you know, you got to sacrifice something when you bring in a mellow, you know, he's going to give up something, but if he's shooting it, you, you, you need him. He's important to space the floor. So this is those, one of every games that we get mellow. Now it's like one of every one of three, three. Well, one of three, it's one, one of three. three. We, we've gone one to three. one of four, to one of three, right? Maybe, maybe it'll get up to two and five then. So okay. but, I'll hey, take you. Hey, I'll take one of three, man. One of three is fine. You know, boy, when it's good, 24 it's really to 30 good. points off of the bench, one of three games. That when you get Olympic Mellow, Olympic Mellow, Olympic Mellow shows up. When that shot's falling, it looks pretty. So, yeah, it is. But I'll tell you what, L. Rob, it's great to have you here. It's just truly incredible having you back on the show. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, I know he had a recent article on Russ, mm-hmm. which is still got some relevance to it until they went to OKC and had that issue. But looks a little bit better now with a solid game from Russ. Nothing spectacular, yeah. but then again, I don't want him going for spectacular every time out. So you know what? I like what I saw tonight, and I hope it continues that way. Well, I think what happens with Russ is that he's – I answered a, uh, somebody who was critical of Russ and, and, and Lakerholics.com, and basically – it was, this time. 
Russ is a guy who's has no conscience. If he threw 10 turnovers yesterday in today's game, that's not going to affect how he plays. I mean, that's really unusual. And when you think about the kind of person that he is, how relentless he is and, and fearless he is when he attacks and so forth, a big part of it is that he doesn't have the normal conscience that most of us have that if you, if you've missed 10 shots in a row, you know, you're, maybe I better pass the ball this time or something like that. Or if I throw in 10 turnovers in this game, maybe I better be careful, you know, but Russ doesn't seem to do that. But I do think what he does do, and, and this is, and, I, and actually that's one of his strengths because he's not afraid. He's not afraid to take the last shot. He's not afraid to take the next shot. He's not afraid to take a whole lot of shots. But what he does do, I think is he's a pretty smart guy over a period of time and he'll make adjustments. Um, I remember specifically hearing how he was saying that he was going too fast. That was the reason he was missing layups. And it's the same thing that I mentioned in the podcast about he's got to slow down when he gets to the basket. It's it's that big difference of, as a coach, you try to teach people to jump up rather than out when you're when you finally get to the basket. And Russ actually talked about that to the press, about how, yeah, I, I, I've got to slow down at the – so that the ball doesn't come off with such force so that the layups won't be blown. So I think that he's going to see the games that work and the games that don't work. And there's an awful lot of peer pressure here because of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. He knows he's a third superstar on this team and he knows he can't go out there and turn the ball over 10 times. Just like LeBron knows that after a seven turnover game, okay, I got to stop being a little of a sloppy. LeBron will react to it sooner, but he, again, he has that confidence like, just like Russ does that. Okay. Yeah. I I get out of control sometimes, but I'm a winner and I can do this, you know? Um, And one of the things that I think is really interesting, and this goes back to the article that you were referring to Gerald, um, that the Lakers third superstar is the key to unlocking those minutes when LeBron James sits. And it really then comes down to whether Anthony Davis alone hasn't been enough to do it. Anthony Davis and, and the best role players that we've gotten so forth, we still have a negative plus minus when LeBron sits and have had it for three years straight. Um, but if we can get AD and Russ together and, and they show great signs of being able to be a terrific combination on a pick and roll, but if we can do that, then all of a sudden we have a chance to win the only minutes of the game that we're really losing today because we end up with almost 10 points per game plus minus in LeBron's favor for the minutes that he plays. So that's the other way, too, that you can hide a poor player on defense, you know, um, when your superstars take over. The way that LeBron and AD took over at the end of this game, the way that AD came down and made that great block and and the way that they ran that pick and roll three straight times, once for a lob, once for a LeBron and layup and once for a three for Mello. We know what things work. And sometimes it seems like we just don't put the right players in to execute that thing or run the right plays or run the right defenses. And one of the things that I think is really important is that everybody seems to be focusing on how we we just can't seem to have a bad defender. Um, and yet I, a weak link, if you will, on the team that you need a guys that can make a three and guys who can play defense. 
But the truth of the matter is, is when LeBron James and Anthony Davis get going like they did in the fourth quarter at both ends of the court, the Lakers become very, very hard to beat, you know, and we just have to remember that when we see all of the various problems that the team is having this early in the season with a lot of young new players. Um, Imagine how, you know, take a look at the defense we played in the fourth quarter tonight and then consider that, okay, you're going to get Ariza back at some point in time. You're going to get THT back at some point in time. You're going to get none back fairly soon. You're going to get Ellington back maybe in the next game possible because he's uh, he's been in they wanted he's dressed for a couple of games but they want to get him in a couple of practices so the team will get better we'll get better and and if we still find that we don't have the defensive personnel that we need then they'll make moves at the trade deadline so I'm not worried at all about the situation I think that I like what I'm, as I said yesterday, you know, after the debacle in Oklahoma City, uh, around Wednesday, Wednesday after the debacle in Oklahoma City, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking very positively about the club. And and I like the way that things are developing and I like the adjustments that we're making. You'll notice I haven't been screaming about the fact that we're still playing a big, you know, along with AD. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan, basically, of not playing either one of the bigs or of playing Rondo at all. You know, it just seems to be disastrous now when we get certain people in combinations. But great win tonight, and hopefully it it, it takes a little bit of the pressure cooker off of it, and you know everybody can feel a little more relaxed. And we've got two games against the Rockets to hopefully move ahead and finally get over 500. We'll see what happens there, but please take care of uh, what you can see at Laker Tom's greatest and latest articles today at Lakerholics.com. But L. Rob, I want you to go ahead and put on the hat like they used to do back in the day with the fortune-telling hat right there for you. Although, actually, you know what? The MSU hat, we'll, we'll keep the Spartan hat on you because that looks kind of good for you. Before we end on out, my friend, the next two games, again, back-to-back at home versus Houston, then the grudge match. And I never thought you would have me saying a grudge match because OKC on Thursday will go ahead and hit up on Stable Center. And then after that, they go at Portland. So this week is laid out for you, this coming week. Four games. What do you think they do? 4-0. 4-0. Laker Tom, do you concur? 4-0. 4-0. I say 3-1. You know they're always cursed when they go up to the Rose Garden. That's just yeah, that's, that's it's not the Rose Garden anymore, oh, man. Well, whatever it's called now. Yes, Portland <laughs> Arena. Old habits die hard. What can I say? But guys, I will tell you what. Oh yeah, V Garcia says three and three quarters. There you go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, sixty-seven and three quarters, sixty-six and three quarters. Yes, the predictions go on and on. But well, you know, to get that sixty-seven and a half, I'm going to need two three quarters from you, V. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Going to need a lot more than that, too, as well. But, guys, it's been great having you on the show once again. Please check out Lakerholics.com for all your latest news and information on the world of the Los Angeles Lakers for great conversations there as well. But, once again, the Lakers close the game out strong. Vigar says he's got you, Laker Tom. He's got you. But the Lakers close out strong and beat the Cleveland Cavaliers at home, 113-101. We will be back after the game, remember, it's a Sunday later game. It's not a 6.30 game. It's actually a 7.30 start time on Sunday. So everybody take one. That's a little different for Sunday. So it is listed right now as a 7.30 game. 
So on Sunday, so we will be back after the game on Sunday night, right here to talk about the Lakers and hopefully the first victory in a back-to-back against Houston. And we'll do that on Sunday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.